Supremacy amongst masses of podcast NEA podcast. Welcome, ladies. Hey guys, what's up? Sorry, <laughs> welcome, welcome, L's and G's. I messed up my intro as well. <laughs> <laughs> Ned, that that song is so much better than the song we get at the end of this podcast or podcast episode with uh, yeah. Peppermint Butler singing. Dude, mm-hmm. take the mic away from him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that had the same notes. If you guys can't tell, today we're going to talk about Wizard Battle. Man, might be the yeah, best episode a, of season three so far. It's a non, a no nonsense, only whiz biz kind of episode. If you have to ask me, I'm Russell. I'm one of your co-hosts, and and with me as always is Ned. Talking Adventure yeah. Time, talking Wizard Battle. It is definitely going to be one of my favorite episodes this season. Yeah, we get, I think we get so much in this episode. It's, it's a lot to process in 11 minutes, that's for sure. It is. It is so much going on. I don't know if either one of us have a lot of deep thoughts for this one, but I think we just have good, fun conversation thoughts about this episode because it's it's yeah. so enjoyable. I watched it a handful of times, and I didn't regret a single one of them. It didn't feel like I was preparing yeah. for an episode. It felt like I was just enjoying a show that we're watching every week. Yeah, it really kind of goes into like when you get through the show and then you have your episodes where you're like, yeah, I'm binging through it again. Okay, we have this episode. Okay, we have this. This is one that like kind of like sparks the interest every time because you kind of do pick up one new little thing every time you watch it. I don't know if you did for sure, you know? I don't know. This is one, actually, I recognize this episode. I think early on in Adventure Time, I had mentioned there was a wizard and arena battle type thing happening that I recalled from when I was first getting into, well, not first getting into Adventure Time. I don't know why I was about to say that. When I was watching Adventure Time over like my sister's shoulder in like high school sort of a thing, right? And I definitely recognize this episode. I thought for sure we had seen all the episodes that I knew but this is just another one that for some reason just was in the back of my head. I was like, I I know this. And maybe that's why it feels so good to me. It feels a little nostalgic as an episode yeah. that is familiar and just something that I enjoyed even back then. Yeah. I, I mean, almost that, that concept almost makes me want to go back through with you and do like a season one review, maybe after the end of season three, we go back and re-review season one now that you kind of are more like adventure time. I think time, if we ever do you know. a Patreon, I think it will 100% be on there. Like the first three or four episodes, or maybe we just watch through our favorite episodes and we'll talk about those on some sort of like an external uh, yeah. source sort of a thing. Kinda, I think that would yeah, be super like, like, fun. It won't, yeah, it won't be edited. It won't be like... Run yeah. through DJ Cowboy well, hats, like making, filters. If we start making some real money, then you know we'll, we'll hire DJ Cowboy Hat to do the Patreon stuff. But until then, <laughs> we don't have it now. Don't go looking for it. It's not out there yet. It's Let's just talk about Wizard Battle. Let's get into this. Ned, we open up on an arena covered in mm-hmm. plants. You can tell this is post some sort of you know the apocalypse. Uh, several hundred years. What is it? A thousand years? It's a, yeah. It should be give or like give or take a thousand. But the plants that have taken over this arena aren't quite that heavy. 
I would imagine, for a thousand years. And possibly that is because you have the grandmaster wizard of ceremonies clearing it out and having this wizard battle once a year taking yeah. place. It's clean, cleaned up enough and taking one of, I guess, the stadiums in U taken care of enough to where it still serves a functional purpose, per se. It does. But how functional... It doesn't seem like there's a big crowd there. No one's really there for the wizard battle <laughs> except for like 10 or 12 people. Well, it's it's also like, ooh, I would assume that this is somewhere in the grasslands, like just not in a kingdom or anything like that. There is a wizard kingdom, spoiler drop. Spoiler drop. And so that, you know, the wizards don't live in the arena. It's not anything that's in like wizard city or anything like that. So it's, I would assume that in the grasslands, there's not a lot of like people <laughs> and and you know sentient beings that show up, and it's about the sanctity of it. It's not about a huge competition. There is a sanctity behind the wizard battle too. Yeah, so, but it doesn't seem like everybody gets the sanctity aspect of the wizard battle, despite maybe acknowledging it or saying that they do or saying that they love wizard battle or showing up six hours early to go to wizard battle. Seems like some people uh, spit in the face of wizard battle, and I'm not about that. Who, and I who might specifically a, are you talking about? I, I might have a surprise most punchable character for everybody this week. Okay, okay. It's Finn. Finn's most punchable. Finn's yeah. my most punchable character. And really for the reason of the sanctity and honor of wizard battle, Ned. Yeah, well, He's him not a and, wizard. What's he doing? Him, him and Jake talked about it, you know, early on in the episode and, or Jake, you know, when he said, I'm entering the battle and he's like, what about the sanctity and honor? And he's like, rather sanctify PB's lips. It's like, he's never gone the wizard battle though before. It seems like he's new to it. The whole experience of the dome being cast over every, or the barrier being cast over the arena seems to kind of shock him. The rules, the rewards, I mean, Princess Bubblegum's getting kissed on the lips. Maybe that's not the reward every year. But he also doesn't I, know I basic strats. Not. He doesn't know about the the outside or the uh, the opposites battling first. There's a lot going on that you would think someone who shows up six hours early for an event would be down for, and he just doesn't know what's happening. Well, there's a good chance, and may, maybe it's a theoretically speaking of mine that theoretically speaking, Ice King's immortal because of his like wizard powers, which is given to him through the crown. Um, that. Wizards are immortal in their essence. And so maybe wizard battle does not happen every year. Maybe it is the sanctity behind it is it's every hundred years. So there's a good chance that Finn has heard stories, read lore, anything like that about wizard battle. And it's like once every hundred years or something like that. So that's that I'd say that's a, probably a little bit more why it's, you know, quote unquote, like the sanctity of wizard battle. Finn doesn't know anything and possibly why there's not a lot of people attending, you know? I mean, we could talk about the people that did show up. It doesn't really make any sense. I don't know why LSP is there. I don't know why Stargy's there, why uh, Peppermint Butler is there. I would imagine a bigger crowd. And when the barrier gets cast over the arena, they probably should have been freaking out a little bit. If you have yeah, to ask me. I'd Those, say, yeah, I mean, LSP is there because she's got nothing else going on. We just talked about that. <laughs> you know, I, she's just chilling in the woods, man. Dude, I think LSP's on a date. Oh, good thought. Yeah, good I think thought. LSP's dating the uh, the balding shirtless man who I looked up is <laughs> the, Phil from Phil season Face one, man. episode 13, City of Thieves. 
Yeah. We, um, well, we have, we've had the fill face multiple times, but they put it in the actual like sentient being of Phil. And he shows up in two other episodes or he showed up in a second episode oh, somewhere it, in the past for a, a moment. Yeah. But I just want to real fast, hold on, hold on, Ned. I got to call Melissa and tell her that LSB's on a date with the Phil. <laughs> I love that theory. I love that she's on a date with, with the I Phil I don't know. They're sitting guy. next to each other. They don't have That's to great, do that. Though. That's great. That, no, but if she, yeah, when you, when you see who she's like gets attracted to slash like taken on a date, you know, Phil, the human Phil in Adventure Time or whatever he is, um, he kind of looks humanoid, right? He looks lumpy. He does look a little lumpy. <laughs> he may, he might have the sexy lumps that LSP is looking for. The shirtless was a bold move for sure. Yeah. Do you I, have I, a sexy imagine, character for this episode? Um. Yeah. I, well, I do have a sexy character. It's it's not going to make sense for you. In oh, this it one. might be my sexy character as well. Then. Um. Is it Huntress Wizard? I want to have you, buddy. It is. I had to look up her name. Yes. yes. Huntress Wizard, dude. Oh my god, the voice actor for voice actress for Huntress Wizard. Awesome. First of all, when we get to Huntress Wizard, totally, in my opinion, and for my fans out there, should have been the one that Finn dated. Um, they are technically soulmates. And it's it's amazing. I just love that this is what do you mean? Oh, I don't I can't spoil. I can't spoil okay. too much. But right. for the fans out there, the Huntress Wizard episode, it's much later on. It was really not brought in until way later. She looks uh, is a so cool. great episode. Yeah, yeah she, I, I'm she excited. Is, and she's the bomb. She's like, I don't know how she didn't win wizard battle unless she went up against like a fire wizard. She has because, arrows in her <laughs> quiver, which doesn't really make sense to me. No, it, 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 it will. It will. Well, maybe she went up against the fire wizard. No, because she was a part of the wizard battle still because Ice King went up against the fire wizard. So maybe she went up against the fishing wizard. The fishing wizard. <laughs> Hunting and fishing. You know, the, uh, I don't know. The woodcutting wizard. The, <laughs> the lumberjack wizard. The lumberjack wizard. We could have so many different wizard types. What that does lead me to a little bit of the research that we did. There we go. Around the Grandmaster Wizard saying it's the eight schools of magic. And no science. Yeah. Science wizard. No art, science, no weapons. Art. <laughs> was it why it was it yeah correct me if i'm wrong he said science wizard right? wizard yeah okay like, like <laughs> she's so wise funny. she's got a beaker with purple liquid in it and a telescope <laughs> and a, oh, a microscope <laughs> uh, a microscope yes and she was almost my lovely <laughs> yeah so funny. <laughs> and then uh what was it weapon head who just weapon takes head. off his head full of weapons but there is eight schools of magic and there are um examples of each wizard. So um, I thought that was cool that they are pulling reference from Adventure Time. It is arcane, cantraps, rock, dimensional, tree slash forest, death, ice and wizard, or excuse me, ice and water, same thing, and fire. And then there was two other possibilities, and it was uh, brain and shaman. But... Mm. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, Arcane is Bufo, um, the Witch, Ash, uh, Cantraps is like Abraka Daniel, Lady Rainicorn, Magic you mean Man. Cantrips? Cantrips, yeah. It's well, spelled Why cantrips. is that a school of magic? Cantrips are low level magic. If you're talking DD terms, that is something that I think every character, but I know wizards for sure. When you're level one through three in D&D, &D, you get up to three different kinds of cantrips that you can cast. 
And it kind of led me into, sorry, this is an aside. Do you mind if I go no, down no, this no. rabbit hole? We don't have to fast. go through each one either. No. I do want to go through them, but I just thought it was interesting that you mentioned cantrips because so he, and by he I mean, of course, Abraka Daniel. Mm-hmm. My lovely. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. My lovely too. I would I there's nobody else. It's, it's there's it's, no one else. You know, it's Abracadaniel by a landslide. Now, what's he look like to you? Um <laughs> what's he look kind like? Come on. Upside down mushroom man, maybe is yeah, the, upside down the nicest mushroom way man. to put it. <laughs> loins. Uh he looks a little bit like a dick. Um dick with loins. <laughs> he just wanted money. Um but he gains confidence as a wizard. He's just casting cantrips. I, I was like, man, I hope he levels up. I think he's holding back. I mean, I don't really have it theoretically speaking, but I was like, what if he was the most powerful wizard? Like, what if he was holding back and like faking his way through this whole thing? And really, he's well, this Tom Bombadil-esque wizard yeah. that we just don't know about how powerful he is. Well, there's a good comparison between other wizards that have... Cantrips. It's you know transforming small objects, changing colors, transforming people, creating miniatures, and then phasing through solid matter. And the one of the most like undefeatable wizards that Finn and Jake face at all um, is Magic Man. And yeah. so like it's got like maybe Abracadamiel has the potential to be as powerful as Magic Man. He reminded you know? me of Magic Man. I kind of felt like maybe he was stronger than Magic Man. I mean, you have the whole scene where he goes, my body's squishy. That's how I survived. He gets destroyed. He's, he is almost indestructible. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. And, and also, why do the meteor shower go through the barrier anyways? Maybe it's a... That was, yeah, come kind of an error now. in this episode. Is, yeah. is Well, also, the Grandmaster Wizard was distracted with his cat the whole time. So <laughs> <He> <laughs> probably the, whatever he magic was. casts for the barrier was just gone at that point. Well, I was um, trying to have some sort of a backup for my theory about like the, the cantrips and uh, Abracadano, I had to remember his name, being a very powerful wizard. But he only cast two different types of cantrips and then he cast two spells Cantrips don't take up any um, spell cast or uh, any spell slots. Sorry, I'm I haven't played D anD D in like two years. Doesn't take up any sl- spell slots, so I can't necessarily confirm that he's higher than level three. I was really hoping I could get something where I'm like, "Holy crap, that's four or five different cantrips." That means he's at least level ten or some crap like that out of twenty. Uh, I believe yeah. is the max in D anD D. Yeah, maybe if we do a D&D campaign where it's all Adventure Time characters, we have to assign Africa fun. Daniel to somebody. That would be super fun. I mean, I think cantrips are super underrated. I think you could really do a lot with cantrips. Uh, it'd be a great well, way see, to we, deceive we somebody. We see Africa Daniel do a lot with the cantrips. And yeah. um, it was all used... It's all about like the kind of the strategy in which you do it. Like, yeah, you can't blast a, a rainbow at a rock monster to kill him, but you can sure do it to distract him and have, you know. Man, I would give him inspiration points for turning that one tornado monster pink because it threw him off his game entirely. Yeah, it was, it, that's what he constantly does. And, and if we really get deep into it, he throws Finn off his game. Oh, he yeah, almost he like kind of uh, is distracting Finn just enough to where he's like, yeah, I don't want to, 
well, I don't want to kiss her. I don't, I don't really want to win. Well, he didn't. I don't think he really wanted to. It was just at the but end. a man deserves a kiss from a princess. I feel real good. I feel <laughs> real good. He is so good. He was such a great aspect of this episode. I was so happy to have a character like... Like, whenever they introduce new characters and they just immediately are loved by the viewer... And Adventure Time does that really well. I feel like we've had a number of them in season two alone where I've been, oh my gosh, this guy's great immediately, you know? Yeah. 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 It makes you really, really like him early on and really excited again to, he's a canon character now. So we so do he's get many back? other. Yeah. Oh, he, oh yeah. He for sure comes back. Not, not frequently, you? but we definitely have Abercadano come back. I love that. I know. It's, it's too good of a character, too well developed in them. You know, uh, despite um, the LGBTQ plusness of PB and Marceline's relationship, I think it they kind of maybe verge a little bit on this kind of being at least an asexual character. You know, well, in that vague. I, I don't even know. Like, it's kind of un. To find in any way. Well, I don't know. He does have the thing know. at the end where he's like, "I deserve a kiss from a princess." Yeah. Well, he. That's like you know. I'd say, uh, and we can get to my tops of this episode, is yeah. turn and push. Turn <laughs> and push. Turn He's and so push. so great. <laughs> I would, it I would just, be it really, was so John Mulaney-esque, too. I it was. It. I would be really interested to know if the writers had that in mind when they d- developed him as a character, if he was uh, asexual or something in that yeah. way. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, well, just like the rainbow powers. Or He's got like a rainbow or sweatband. Yeah. Kind of wearing more f- feminine esque clothes, like despite you know. looking like a, f- a phallus. That's <laughs> right, looking like a dick with legs. <laughs> yeah, I totally <laughs> agree. No, Abraka Daniel, all the love. He's one hundred percent my lovely for this episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, and he deserves a kiss from a princess. He knows about <laughs> the rules, though. He he knew about the opposites. Like he gave Finn what you would. I, what I just imagined Finn would know from the get-go. I was so surprised that Finn wasn't aware of, oh, this is how, like, everybody normally hides out from the, yeah. from the gun. Well, did you notice that, like, the very end of the episode when Finn trips and undisguises himself as a wizard, that it was Rock Wizard in the ground hiding, and mm-hmm. that technically the Grandmaster Wizard at the very beginning mentioned, like, it's a fight to the battle to the death. It's battle royale. And nobody died. Like Ain't not, nobody not a died. single. And I, th- I literally think it was just like people. The, all the wizards were just faking their own deaths because they just didn't care. At that. And then well, even and, just and, gets the, up at the end. Yeah, he just gets pretty, turned into a cat, which wasn't even. It was just a spell. It's not like he he used willpower to stop being a cat. It was pretty easy for him to do that too. Yeah. Well, I mean, all these you saw all the other wizards get turned into cats, and I would assume that their own magic, they can go reverse those spells, you know? Though the the Grandmaster, whatever, what's his name, Wizard of Ceremonies, he did have a couple cats that he was playing with the whole time. He had one cat that was with him from the get-go when he's first introduced. I don't know, maybe some wizards are powerful enough to not be cats, such as Finn. I think just so completely do you, do you out of willpower, this- he was able to break out of the spell. So, well, I was going to ask you, you think that, like, does that suggest that 
oh, Finn every is cat's on a wizard for sure. A magic spectrum of some sort that I you tell he me could break I a spell. Know. I don't. Well, I know that's a, that's. I mean, it could be a theoretically speaking again that. Well, he has some magic because we saw him in the. Uh, the Frozen Blades episode using ninja magic. That is true. He does He does know the, um, oh, what was it? Not ninjutsu. It was uh, ice, ice. Oh, I can't even remember. Frozen know. jitsu, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> and he, well, he has experience with magic. I don't think it's necessarily spellcasting. And that, of course, Wizard, um, the Wizard episode. He has Wizard. A yeah. And but he learns we magic. did. In my my reference, and hopefully we're not just burning. This is it was again such a great episode. We're just burning yeah, through every no, good. everything that I thought about here. Is that there's a ton of wizards that do show up to wizard battle in very very similar looking cloaks that they had when they were given cloaks with Bufo. Oh, there were wizard. two at the beginning. Bufo's in the episode, dude. Oh, wait, no, I missed. Oh no, he is in the. You're at right, the or at least end, another at the, frog at the episode. person. Yeah, it's well. It's credited as Buffo. I checked it out on the oh, good, fandom. Good, good reference yeah. there. Then season one, episode eleven, Wizard, got to be one of the best episodes I've seen of Adventure Time. Easily yeah. top five for me. Wizard battle. I, maybe I just like wizards. Maybe I'm really into wizards and but Adventure you Time. You didn't love Freak City and Magic Man. Magic Man has, there's something special about him. I want to see him come there back. There is something special about Magic Man. And we won't get into it today, but... Freak City we'll, just uh, kind of sucked. I was just like, yeah. not that great. It was definitely one of those, like, you could tell Adventure Time didn't quite have its full, like, characteristic, its full personality about it at the time they came out with that one. Yeah. Well, let's continue on our no-nonsense, our, uh, no only whiz biz after... Only whiz biz. A commercial. If you or a loved one has been turned into a cat by a Grandmaster Wizard, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Magic Cat Condition is a rare condition linked to supposedly evil Grand Wizard Magic Madness exposure. Exposure to this kind of dark magic in Wizard Battle, by Magic Man, or by spontaneous Magic Cat Puddles in the Magic Forest may put you at risk for lifelong hairballs or even death. So please, don't wait. Call one 800 99 Meow me today for a free legal consultation and financial information packet. That's one eight one eight hundred nine nine. Meow me. Welcome back, L's and G's. No nonsense, only whiz biz. What's up, Ned? What's up, man? I got no a nonsense. Jake mistake. No, <laughs> you got nonsense. No, I well, okay. I always have nonsense. Just a little no bit. nonsense. Come on. I got a Jake mistake to start off the second half of the podcast. pancakes. I just got to say, at the very beginning of the episode, we see them in the arena, and he's looking for a hot dog. Or he's, I think he was going to take a nap until he gets a hot dog or some crap like that. Never eat a mystery hot dog. Never eat a mystery <laughs> hot dog. Hot dog meat, it's enough of a mystery. You don't need to I was eat say, a hot dog that just appeared behind, like beneath you. It's ridiculous. Well, you are at Wizard Battle 1. There's magic everywhere. But uh, yeah, I was going to say all hot dogs are technically mystery hot dogs. They are. Do you think the concession stand are all wizards? (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. If there is a concession stand, there's definitely a concession stand wizard. They're just like wizards that didn't end up with cool powers. (laughs) They could just, well, hey, we just, we watched in the wizard episode that Finn could make mayonnaise in a, or Jake could make mayonnaise in a cup. So like, why can't there be like a hot dog power? Gosh, that was such a good power. (laughs) 
<laughs> just chosen one of the best. You know, unlimited ice cream or something. I don't know. No, mayonnaise is sweet. I like that. <laughs> it just felt appropriate. It did feel appropriate. But you know, so one thing we haven't gotten into, and I guess an important I mean I guess an important part of this episode, but is Ice King and his Ice Kingness in this episode. Yeah, because you mentioned or we just had an episode with Ice mm-hmm. King, right? I don't mind Ice King in this episode. I kind of enjoyed his inclusion. I think you got to have him. If you're going to have a wizard battle, he is our wizard. It makes mm-hmm. sense that he's a part of this. He kind of... The only complaint I have is that he has magic and he refuses to use his magic. He's just all about weapons, his nunchucks. It makes sense because of the Chamber of Frozen Blades. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. But nunchucks aren't a... I don't think they're a ninja thing. Isn't that just a karate thing? Maybe it's a ninja thing. I think it's potentially a ninja thing. I've never really... No, you know, I've, I've never seen like a ninja Well, with you're just thinking nunchucks, of... But. Uh, what is it? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Because one of them has no. nunchucks, but I don't think yeah. that's legit. Regardless, though, I mean, would it have broken the rules if he had made nunchucks out of ice and then fought with them? Because I think that would have fit no, within the bounds of Wizard the, Battle. The Grand Wizard or the Grand Master Wizard was looking when he was fighting with his sword and his shield that he did make out of ice. Oh, and he said no weapons. And he said no um, weapons. Yeah. So that seemed to be allowed. Or I'm pretty sure he was looking at that moment. But yeah, no, that's yeah. True. Ice King's fine. I just thought it was so funny that he refused to use magic. And then also he got knocked out with his own weapon that had been turned into a butterfly. It kind of seemed a little a little silly. He's better than that. <laughs> well, we did talk about him becoming a little less, you know, Ice King-y the more he hangs out with Finn and Jake. And so like maybe he's just like a little not as much in touch with his powers or he just just felt like he wanted to cheat to win. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe, you know, he did fight the fire wizard. So there's a good chance he's like, ice does pretty much lose to fire all the time. So there's a good chance he he had the need or the, he thought he had the need to cheat potentially. Yeah, the nunchucks were the way he got around that because they weren't made out of ice. So he was able to defeat that guy. That kind of makes sense. I love that he's there. I mean, too, he's there because the reward is kissing PB on the mouth, and he is all about PB. And also, PB is all about getting kissed on the mouth in this episode. Yeah, she... I I just don't understand how she ended up in this situation where... I don't either. You know, usually I feel like she doesn't kind of patronize things like this, especially if it's like... Yeah, I don't think she would be down for this. No, it's it's very uncharacteristically PB, especially when we go to, I feel like, later seasons and, you know, there's so much nonsense that happens in U all the time that she's typically not about the nonsense. So I don't know if she's been around around for all wizard battle. Uh, yeah, and she hates magic too. So like, it, it just <laughs> makes no sense why she would want to be there and then, it's almost like she's there against her will maybe she had some sort of a deal where i'll do like i don't know like a, a quid pro quo that sucks i don't like that i hate that yeah. I started down that route but also there's you know there's also not only just women wizards 
but um, other people that are just like, we don't really want to kiss. Like, yeah, the more feminine looking wizards all were not about it and they immediately got turned into cats. Well, the, yeah, even that, that first one wasn't even a feminine looking wizard. He's just, well, and he asks, is it an open mouth kiss? And he's like, no, no open mouth kissing. And he's like, ah, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was a lot of wizards. And, and again, I think this is why most of the wizards just went ahead and just hid because if they forfeited, they would have been turned into cats. And if they won, there's no point in fighting if you're like, oh, like this is not really what I wanted it to be about today, you know? Totally. Yeah, I don't really relate this episode to still the last episode much at all. It doesn't feel like, I'm sure, you know, they're canonically in that order, but it doesn't feel like still just happened. Still kind of has one of those endings where it's like, oh, I guess they're frozen forever sort of a thing. Whereas this is, that doesn't really matter. Like it's, it's the soft resets that every cartoon kind of does a little bit here and there. Yeah. And it's kind of family guy soft reset. So <laughs> yeah, it's not like a hard reset. It's very like, okay, this was clearly done just kind of as a joke at the end of last episode. Let's pretend it didn't happen or they got out of it somehow off screen. It's yeah. not important to the storyline. Let's move on sort of a now, vibe. I, I can say, even though, this episode feels a little like that. There's an important thing to notice here is this is the only slash last time in the show that PB and Finn ever kissed on the lips. It's the last time? Yeah, last time. Oh, man. So well, it's kind of, yeah. twice, I guess, ever. Yeah, and, and maybe there's some more forehead kisses or something that happened, but like last ever kiss on the lips in the whole entire show. So so I want to know how you feel about that. I think that's more interesting than how we feel about Ice King in this episode, really. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm fine with it because we end this season, we end this season with a little bit of a, it's not a wrap up. Like Finn always has these kind of weird background emotional feelings for Princess Bubblegum. Okay. But we wrap up this season with him taking that next step, taking the next step away from his first crush ever, is which I think a, is a big a moment. scene with them too at some point that where yeah, she kind of tells him off? Yeah, that comes uh, a lot. Uh, not a lot. I don't know when, but later down the road for sure. I've just um, seen, I've seen like little clips on TikTok and I was trying to scroll past it, but I was curious about that. We don't have to get yeah. too deep into it. I'm also feeling a very similar way about that kiss at the end of this episode. I, at first, my initial reaction was like, my gosh, like it was almost going to be, what is the thing? Not math. The segment that I created at the end of season two, I was about to go, okay, this is not math. This is enough grounds for me to pull this back out and say, princess bubblegum crossed the line. But I thought about it a little bit longer and truthfully, I don't really know how I feel about that kiss. You know, she's like, oh, you did it all for me. It was kind of like a celebratory, you get it in Star Wars uh, with Luke and Leia where they have kind of like, oh my gosh, we did it. Kind of a kiss. Unless I'm misremembering. I'm about to watch New Hope again. It's been a minute. But I'm pretty sure I felt about that Rise of Skywalker kiss too. Like it was just celebratory it wasn't necessary. oh yes um, I, I know what you're talking about. i thought you're talking uh, about finn and 
uh, no, Rose no, yeah. or whatever her name was. No, no, that was that was kind of weird. Too, I can't so. stand that one. I have my reasons yeah, that for was, that. Uh, no, nobody. That's the reason that we didn't go on that storyline in the last episode. Well, there's no way she saves him. She goes. There's no way she saves him. He was going straight walk, back like, to two... see her ship. Oh, when they're like two away. miles away. It, from and then she drags the him, or he drags her. I don't. One of them drags the other person all the way back to the cave across, and like, there's no way they don't get shot yeah, no or something. Way. I hate it. Anyways, we got to move on. <laughs> that was the. <laughs> we don't. Tangent. This is no whizbiz only, Ned. Come on, whizbiz only. Whizbiz only. So, anyways, back to what I was saying though. About three episodes ago, you know, we had the moment where he's like, oh, let's hug some more. And she goes, Finn, that was so five years ago that's, and too dude, young. That's literally what I thought about in this episode. It's like she she shut him down the first time or, you know, at the end of too young. And then she she kind of gives him that like lead on thing again. But again, this kiss feels a little different. It is 100% leading him on. And I will not discredit that at all because I 100% agree. Yeah, it's there's a little the only annoying other... by PB. I'm happy for Finn. It sucks that he is being led on. But then the thought, I think that saved it for me a little bit was just how happy I was for Finn that, hey, at least you got it. Like I was thinking back to like, you mm-hmm. got the kiss of her at her normal age, right? Yeah. Not your 13 year old Princess Bubblegum, but the Princess Bubblegum that you fell in love with or whatever. And I could think back to several, uh, several, a couple older girls from my childhood that I would have died had they have kissed me in that way for whatever reason, you know, whether we were playing house or whatever thing that you do as little kids, right? And this girl who's like three years older than me, if for some reason she had kissed me on the cheek even, I would have been like, oh my God, you know, like I wouldn't have been in love with her for the rest of my life. But at that time, at that age, it would have been a huge victory. So I'm I'm happy for Finn that he got that cool kiss that a lot of us kind of wish we had gotten when we were younger. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of how no, I end a, up feeling about it. It's a valid thought. And I, you know, I thought about the leading on thing. And then I was like, well, PB is all about the sanctity of wizard battle. And that's why she slaps him at the end. So I think that like if she was honor bound to give that as the gift, no matter who the victor was probably the agreement, you know, even if it was Ice King, that she was honor bound by the sanctity of Wizard Battle to Man. give a kiss. And that's probably that's, that's probably why she does it, but she sure as heck leads up with a whole like, oh, you silly goose. And like where it was super flirty. And I was like, Joe, just leave the bo- poor boy alone. He just like professed his love to you, kind of, or you know, in a in a sense. Uh, Man, I'm honor bound by the safety of Wizard Battle as well. So, you know, I'm all about it. This is going to be something that I'm going to have to plan like candle nights for NBNBAM for you, uh, bands out there. I might have to start planning a a Wizard Battle once a year with some friends. I don't know how we're going to do it, (laughs) but I'm going to look into it. Ned, you're coming. It's like a D&D campaign. You get Wizard Battle t- D&D campaign. Great. There it is. That's what. There it that's is. what's happening. We're going to do a one-off D&D Wizard Battle campaign. Ooh, that's fun. I like that. Yeah. That's a, it's a good one. It's I don't know how long you could make that one, but it could be a nice little expedited one. Yeah, it could People be a People come off for the weekend or come it. in for the weekend, and we just go, all right, Wizard Battle Tournament Expectacular 
whatever we want to call it. It's going to be good. I don't know if we'll yeah. do it, but gosh, that's a cool <laughs> idea. That or you just do a bunch of PvP on Elden Ring with Wizards only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, this this whole episode was my tops. I think it kind of yeah. goes without good. saying. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. No, my tops of this episode for me went to turn and push. But I had some... I had some... Uh, the backups were Sanctify PV's lips. I love when Finn does that. Yeah. I love the Finn scream was a runner-up. Really? And then, the Finn scream? Power yeah, shriek. like the... Uh, power shriek. The power shriek. Um, I kind of... That was pretty great. I kind of felt that was another disgraceful moment for Finn. It's another reason why he's punchable because that's not how you do wizard battle. That's... What do they call it? The most shameful form of all magic? Yeah. Or the most <laughs> shameful of all magic? I don't even think Finn knows that, but it just... It puts it in my... <laughs> Finn has some great shriek moments in the show. This is a good one. It is a but good then the one, last one, and I, I could not still wrap this episode up without loving, like, I think I look crazy. See ya. <laughs> Ice King's last line of the episode yep. when he's wearing the... The sunglasses was, I think I look crazy. See ya. <laughs> uh, and it just goes to show you when we were talking about Ice King earlier, like, although he was fighting people, like, he still sees himself as himself as friends with Finn and Jake after who knows how long they were frozen together from the last episode. How far are we out from a real moment where Finn and Ice King and Jake, as we mentioned in last episode, where Jake and Ice King like have their bonding moments as well? When they have like a real moment where they like truly bond, we finally see like legitimate improvement and growth in Ice King. And we've seen bits and pieces. And I know in certain episodes, we like to like, like clamor on to certain moments where we're like, oh my God, look at him. He's doing things. But how far yeah. out are we from a real moment of growth? Um, we do see there is later in this season, it's called Holly Jolly Secrets, where it's kind of like a Christmas special episode. There's there's a good little, you know, sympathy for Ice King. I think that it's episode 19 and 20 of this season. Um, and some really important stuff happens in that episode with Ice King's past and with some Marceline in there as well. So okay. cool. I think that's our first very, very big cross the threshold of but is that they modern to, Ice King or is that a past tense Ice King? No, it's it's modern Ice King where they cool. they introduce a little bit of like, uh, okay, we we got we're gonna be nice to this guy, you know? Yeah, all right. So so it, it's like coming, it. and thankfully this season too. What do you think of uh, the locker scene? Just real fast, another final thought on this episode where they're yeah. in the locker and Ben's like, oh, I know, I hide my feelings. <laughs> It's like, dude, you are terrible. Have you been hiding your feelings this whole time? You really think you're doing that? Yeah, it's. I, I kind of thought the same thing of like, dude, J you've, you and Jake have talked about this at least like a so bajillion many times. times at this point. So, but I do, I mean, I told this story already on the podcast, but the fact that, you know, when he finally vocalizes his opinion and says like, or vocalizes his feelings. And it's like, yes, I've got feelings for okay. And he's like, oh, mad. I, I did the same thing in middle school. Like when I professed my love to my first crush, um, it was just like, my, my words were, I like you, you should know that. Like, and then I stormed <laughs> off, you know? That's uh, so so it's, it's something about that, you know, when it's the first time you ever say that out loud, and you're like, I have a, it's, that's a hard threshold to get over as a, you know, adolescent teen. So 
yeah. don't you know don't discredit him for that but okay. um yeah i thought it's kind of that good moment of finn coming to terms saying it out loud and honestly unless you say it out loud he probably would never get over her unless he you know how when you say things out loud they start to sound ridiculous you know oh they do and so they definitely there's do. there's a there's a small chance that that's a good moment of growth in that respect too you know it's no yeah, longer the secret on- Depending on who you say it to, it may sound even more ridiculous because you're just like, I just told my dad I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, why? Uh, why am I doing this? Um, oh, man. Ned, I got a lesson for this episode. Yep. Other than, I mean, don't eat hot dogs that are mystery hot dogs because they're mystery enough. Really, the lesson for this episode for me is take advantage of your cantrips. Oh, good one. I like that. I've just take advantage of like the little cool, small, powerful things you yeah. have. We all got cantrips. Take advantage of them. Yeah, and that's, that's way cooler. Mine's the same lesson. I said, strength and power can come from anywhere, even magic rainbow people. <laughs> but that's, a, that's the exact same lesson as you just said it in a way cooler way. Yeah. Well, everybody go out there. Take advantage of your cantrips. Uh, my rec for this week is I'm reading Lord of the Rings. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before or not. I'm, I've never gone through it before. And I'm trying. It's taking me a while. I have not got the Tom Bombadil, yeah. so I didn't want to dive too deep into any comparisons with Tom Bombadil and Abracadano this episode, just because I wasn't sure truly how how that story arc plays go. out. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't want to spoil anything for me because I'm really enjoying diving into the Tolkien verse or however nice. people call it. I don't know what people call it. I, I ought to do that. I've been looking for a good like book to read as a story recently. Name of the Wind. That's, it's a good place to, to pick up there for sure. You should sure. read Name of the Wind. No. It's so good, dude. I know. I'm not saying it's not good, but... It's so um, good. Yeah, usually when you're at airports and sitting at home, you're like, I should read a business book about how to be successful in business. That I'm gonna I was like, I need to, I need to just copy. read for fun. Yeah, I'm going to send you a copy of Name of the Wind. It's it's one of my favorites, but not my rec this week. What's your rec? My rec... Uh, out of nowhere, out of left field this week, um, Miss Marvel on uh, on Disney Plus. I'm surprised by it's, that. It's not amazing, but they took a really interesting directive stance with a Marvel show. Um, lighthearted, very, very real. Like, if you got magic powers and you were a normal, like, 14 year old, what would happen? And it's Ooh. like, so she's got, she has fights and stuff, but they're so realistic. She doesn't just like, turn into a superhero and she's as powerful as Captain Marvel. So it's very realistic. And I think I just went in with insanely low expectations. I thought it was going to be a Disney Channel version of Marvel. And they are doing a pretty, pretty good job. Like it's good acting. There's some uh, hate out there about some cultural appropriation aspects because her family's from Pakistan and they're they're Muslim and mm-hmm. they they didn't, you know, Marvel has these evil demons in the Marvel universe called the Jinn. Um, or, you know, they're, they're not, not all evil, but regardless, um, there's some, you know, culture police out there that are like, it's cultural appropriation. You talked about, you know, Islam. You don't know anything about Islam. And I'm like, guys, it's, it's comic books. It's all right. Like, it's not cultural appropriation. Yeah, I, but I really regardless, can't talk on it. I a, haven't seen uh, much Marvel stuff outside of the main movies. Yeah, it's it's it for how high my expectation has been for some of the the Marvel shows. 
and then they just kind of sucked. And then for how low my expectation was for this one, I was like, oh, it's it's really enjoyable. And actually, like, do want to? Haven't finished the whole series yet, but um, I'm gonna do another couple episodes tonight. And I was like, I'm I'm actually excited for this. You know, and it yeah. takes a lot for me to get excited about some Marvel stuff. Okay, well that's good. Well, before we lose people talking about Marvel on an Adventure Time podcast for too long, let's get into uh, some Adventure Time talk. This is the end of the episode, but we're going to do the Traveler's Log segment, which is something that whenever we have the opportunity to do it, I am all about doing it. I love that people occasionally will write us and tell us their their thoughts, their opinions, whatever. You can hit us up on nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. Ned, let me get into the first one. It's a little long, but I think it's it's worth talking about, and I think it could be a, a pretty cool little discussion. So this one comes from Kayla, who wrote us a really long, fantastic email. Uh, well, two of them, really. And so this is real fast. I'll try and go through it quickly. I've got a bunch of ideas on how the humans evolved along with the Mushroom War. I agree with the sentiments that the humans allowed themselves to be exposed to nuclear radiation during the Mushroom War. This allowed them to evolve into humans uh, with the double O. The double and now o. the nuclear zombies are completely deformed due to not being able to escape, not making it to the bunker, and being exposed constantly to the nuclear radiation. First seen in the first James episode, season five, episode 42. But I also think that the humans, uh, with a U, that took in some an- or they took in some animals and the nuclear radiation made the animals evolve as well. I think that would explain a lot about um, a lot of things, such as the creepy deer we see in the season and this season, which I guess we haven't gotten to yet, or yeah, any of the a, tiny yeah, mammals. That's a weird episode. Is it okay? Probably going to freak me out. I'm sure. Uh, it's any freak of the tiny you out. mammals, which we've seen in uh, season ten, episode six or any of the characters uh, we've seen, say, in Season 8, Episode 11, Daddy-Daughter Carb Wars. But then again, I think that doesn't cover or doesn't cover everything, um, every base, because Tiffany, when we first see him in My Two Favorite People, Season 1, Episode 9, he looks like a human child uh, enough, you know. But I assume he isn't, because Finn is the only human in Ooh, or is he? I'm guessing that's covering some sort of a base for me. I mean, Susan's a human, possibly. Yeah, we we technically don't know that yet, so. All right, then. Well, are you going to spoil something for me? No, no. Okay. All right. Susan's a human, says Russell. (laughs) No, she's never seen the show before. (laughs) Get out of here. Yeah, he has a mustache, and he used to run with Jake and his crew uh, back in the day when Jake was committing crimes. If he was a human, my question would be, how old is he, uh, and at what point did he leave the bunker? Was he exposed to radiation if he is a human? Keep up the great work. Uh, and she wrote some other little personal stuff. But yeah, Kayla, great, great Traveler's Log moment here. Nick, what do you or, <laughs> Nick, Ned, What do you think of her thoughts on Tiffany? Um, I think that the, the thoughts on everything else are great. It's very similar to what we thought about with the you know slight exposure in the bunkers, some exposure, some not exposure. Um, with Tiffany, I don't believe it. I would have to, you know, I'm not trying to shut it down. But if Tim, Tiffany was a, a human to a degree, you know, you could assume that every being in Adventure Time is somewhat of a mutated thing. 
you know, or, or, or magic thing, humanoid or or magic, you know, because there's magic is brought into the universe. So, you know, Donnie, the bully, the grass guy is obviously some sort of magic entity. Um, Bill and from every this episode, other, some sort of a yeah. human thing, but not a human necessarily. Yeah, but and then you've had a thousands thousands of years of magic plus evolution. That Tiffany being a direct exposed human. Also, like humans still have normal lifespans. We see that in the Islands miniseries that the humans, you know, there's not like they still are immortal or anything. So I don't think that Tiffany was a human that was exposed. I think Tiffany's, there is a chance though that like Tiffany's origins, if you like traced the lineage back a thousand years, that Tiffany had an origin so of like human, human DNA or something. Yeah, yeah, it's just in the same realm as the humans that were living underground. Yeah, my thought. I mean, I'll go ahead and say it. Tiffany is blue and therefore not a human. And I've got three reasons for this belief. One, I'm blue. Dubba dee, dubba die. I think <laughs> is self-explanatory. Uh, two, Skeeter Valentine from Doug is blue. Uh, he was yeah. born in 1981. He's in sixth grade. Best friends with Doug. Uh, a true friend to never tell Patty. No, his, about Doug's his last crush. name. That's, his last name is not Valentine. I think it is Valentine. That's Doug's. Is it not? That's no. That's Doug's last name. Are you sure? Yeah. I looked it up, dude. It's Skeeter Valentine. I thought it was Doug. Doug Valentine. Now, anyways, number four, Hong Hawk. Uh, my third reason <laughs> why Tiffany is blue and therefore not a human. Um, uh, he has too much hair and to be a part of the blue man crew, uh, whom are all humans, despite having a blue house and a blue window. Um, he couldn't be a part of the blue man crew. So I don't think he's a human. Um, yes. No, it's good. I, it's good. It's good thoughts right there. Yeah. All, all stemming from his, uh, from his, um, oh, it's Doug Funny. You're right. Doug Funny. Oh, I hate that. Skeeter Valentine. I thought I, thought Skeeter, I knew my old back, Nickelodeon. You go back and listen and watch Doug. His or like Skeeter's voice bothers me a little bit. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a, it's not a my bit. favorite voice. In, it's because it's inhuman. Tone. It's inhuman, Russell. You just yeah, said he's it yourself. not a human. He's he's blue and therefore <laughs> not a human. Blue, die, of course. Yeah, for sure. Well. Um, we've got another, uh, theoretically speaking, coming from our traveler's log. Should we get into it today? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. All right. One is from one of our mega fans, Crystal. Is this one that I can listen to? I don't know if I can listen to this. You, you can. I really don't think there's names that are mentioned here, but it doesn't necessarily drop any spoilers per se. Yeah. I read through it and it, it really doesn't have, uh, anything that spoils anything. Yeah. So who's this from? If that makes sense. This is from Crystal. And again, she's a super mega fan. We love her. She sends us content all the time. Um, but she said, I was watching season nine, episode 13, Whispers. And she said that Lich describes himself as the last scholar of gold. She said she's watched the series thousands of times and never noticed it. And her theoretically speaking is that the Lich is one of many beings created by gold. But he may be the one of the last ones left. I say that he falls in the same vein of most ancient monsters like Hudson Abadir or the Orgolorg and has been around since before darkness. And she thinks that Golb created them all, even the Lich. Considering that Golb is the embodiment of chaos, he would eventually create other branches of chaos like the Lich. Um, she thinks the Orgolorg, Hudson Abadir, 
um, could have one time been scholars of gold, but no longer are because of their current circumstances, being in the nitosphere and where the Orgolorg is. Um, I won't spoil one thing there, because, sorry, Crystal, you did say this was a spoilers for Russell, so I'm not going to read it all. Oh, you um, can read feels, it. I'm not listening, man. I'm, I'm, I'm zoning out. I'm using my mom. I'm watching TV right now. <laughs> I can't talk hearing selection. But, but her TLD, she did leave a TLDR after all this. And it was like, the Lich is a creation slash follower of gold and probably belongs in a nearly extinct group of beings that were created slash followed by the precedent of chaos that gold represents. And I think that's a great theory um, in sense that, you know, Obviously, the Lich comes from the Mushroom Wars. Obviously, there was something around bombs in the Lich. And is the Lich an agent of chaos brought forth by Golb via a nuclear weapon? I think it's a good theory. Um, also, because the Orgolorg is an agent of change and an agent of a time of change, which is exactly what the Lich was as well. So I think that's a very uh, good theory is that you know, even summing it up more than Crystal, that Golb could be the agent of chaos that brings forth the um, periods of change every thousand years and sends different, uh, you know, scholars of his to be the agent of that change. Sometimes, mm. sometimes. So good, good thoughts, Crystal. I love that. Way, way over my head. Good stuff. <laughs> It's all good. That's that's what we are training you up to be in the next five years. Oh, dude, I I believe it. I one hundred percent. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna stare at Ned, appreciate his mustache, <laughs> look at his background. Get, gotta have a sweet wedding mustache this summer. Okay, I was like, I'm not gonna listen to this. There are some minor things going on. Anyways, y'all, thank you so much for checking us out, listening to us. Another great week. We both obviously love this episode. If you haven't watched it in a while, go back and check it out. It's 11 minutes and it is a bomb to check out. It's a good time. It's a good time. You can, in the meantime though, follow us on Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us to be on the Traveler's Log at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to go there and subscribe, just for the heck of subscribing in case we someday, by some miracle, randomly get a visual element and you can see us in the person, in the flesh, as humans, not blue-skinned. No offense to anyone out there who's listening who might be an alien who has blue skin. You know, if you're on this earth (laughs) and, you know, in the privacy of your own home, you reveal that you have blue skin. Uh, terrifying. Please don't come after me. We love you because you are part of the the journey we are on. Next week is going to be just another normal episode. Uh, It's going to be a good one. We're not going to get too deep into what we're going to talk about, but if you want to go and uh, review us on Apple Podcasts or I believe iTunes, if that is still a thing, I'm not sure. You could review us there. I heard uh, podcast talking about, oh, go review us on iTunes. I think it's the same thing, but sure, go check that out and we'll send you a sticker. Just let us know you did it. Until next week. You get some stickers. Yeah, everybody, party forever. Oh, you know I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>